and kicking it with you here on a salacious, sexy, sensual Saturday. Black Josh, you good? I'm good. Seamus, you good? I'm always good. And I'm the butcher, your host. And those guys as well, they're also hosts, despite what our business cards may say. So just off the top, I want to point out we did a show on Wednesday, and it was a little rough. We had some editing problems. We had some issues, and the recording ended up being accidentally deleted by me because I'm a poor host of the show. Though I am the host, I am not the producer. Black Josh is the producer of the show, and perhaps I should be handing over some of these producer duties to him because... I feel like he would have a greater chance of not accidentally clicking delete on the show, though the file was corrupted to begin with anyway. So we did a show Wednesday, and the show that we did on Wednesday was celebrating the fact that baseball has returned right now in theory. There was an agreed-upon season based on Rob Manfred's um, decision to go ahead and push forth with a 60-game season, and the players are presumably going to play, though there's some complications due to COVID and stuff, and we'll get to all that stuff at some point, but usually we we start off the show by asking how everyone's holding up, but first I want to point out the fact that yesterday was Black Josh's birthday. You turned what, 24? Yep. 24 years, <laughs> 24 years old yesterday, so what did you do for your, your 24th birthday, Black Josh? Uh, I started out by calling into work. Because who goes to work on their birthday? Oh, I did. And I was a little upset that they told me I had to go back to third shift on Sunday night. So I figured I needed the extra day to reacclimate to the third shift life. Right, anyways, despite any sort of... And then I drank all day for about 17 hours straight. (laughs) For 17 hours straight? Yeah. What did you do in the midst of said drinking? Uh, I went to the beach, drank on the beach. All right. Uh, what else did I do? I did some pressure washing. <laughs> you do pressure <laughs> Drunk in the middle of the day, sun's beating down on you, rain clouds coming in, and you're out drunk pressure washing stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, I pressure washed in the rain, too. Okay, cool. It's a, it's a little easier to pressure wash stuff in the rain and when you're drunk, I believe. I had some lunch. Okay. And then I came home. I came home probably around 3 or 3 and then I proceeded to drink my fucking face off. Okay, so, you, so, so from 3 until... Like 11. Until dawn's early light, you you were just pounding away. I was away. drinking Captain and Coke. Captain and Coke the whole time. I started the day with beer. Okay. 
Then I switched to Captain. What's the beer of choice for Black Josh? Uh, I had Coors Light yesterday. Coors Light. Is that your favorite beer to just get wrecked on? Or? Mm, lately. Okay. I go back and forth a lot between like Coors Light and Miller Light. That's fair. That's fair. So our studio is in, in your apartment, as some of some of these people may know. We It's kind of like our headquarters here at your apartment. And I noticed when I was walking into the studio today that your birthday cake, well, it's a muffin. Oh. It's a muffin in a little tiny Tupperware with a candle sticking out. Clearly from a secret admirer of yours or someone. <laughs> it was actually my grandma, thank you. From grandma. Okay, even worse. Okay, so grandma <laughs> gives you this muffin in a Tupperware container with a little birthday cake candle sticking out of it and it's just sitting there yeah it is now why didn't you eat it in front of grandma uh first of all grandma didn't give it to me my dad actually gave okay. it to me but i didn't eat it because i'm full full yes from billy sims from billy sims but and you... i got it at after we ate billy sims you told me that you had you've had your birthday cake cupcake for about two hours correct it's probably less than two hours at this point but for your sake, we'll round it up to two hours, just so that. So for about two hours, this has been sitting. Just so How long can a person leave a birthday cake sit out before it is considered rude and inconsiderate? Forever. You can't as just far leave as it she sit knows, out. I ate it. And what if it goes bad? It ain't gonna go bad. It's a muffin. It's a okay, Jack. I'm gonna eat it later. That's gonna be my late dinner snack. What defines a person's character is not what they do in front of people, but what they do behind closed doors. So just because she doesn't open, just because she doesn't know you haven't eaten it doesn't mean you haven't eat you know, haven't in fact not eaten it. So you're still being rude and considerate by not lighting that candle, not blowing it out, not seeing how many girlfriends you have, and eating the damn cupcake. I will eat the goddamn cupcake. When? First of all it's not a cupcake, it's a muffin. Muffin. Get it fucking you put away. frosting on it, it's a cupcake. That's the difference. There's no frosting on there. I'm just saying. It's a lemon poppy seed muffin. That's delicious. What if I get a drug test tomorrow? <laughs> then then you could say grandma made me a lemon poppy seed. <laughs> grandma gave me muffin. opiates. Grandma gave me opiates. <laughs> In muffin form. So yeah. It will get eight. Just shut up. <laughs> Alright. Happy birthday to Black Josh. Twenty-four years young. He's our favorite producer here. He's our only producer here. Yeah, I'm really not 24. I'm 33. 33. But I'm still younger than Seamus. He's still really athletic and in shape. and Who's currently sitting in the senior center. That's true. Speaking of Seamus in the senior center, how are you doing this happy Saturday? What? How you holding up? Where are you? Where are my slacks? (laughs) My knickerbockers. How you doing, Seamus? Seamus, before... It's a beautiful day up here in Vegas. Seamus, before you go on, how long can you, a person leave a birthday cake sit out before it's rude and inconsiderate? As long as said tasty treat is gone before the person makes their next visit, it does not matter. Boom. Okay. I don't know. I feel like it, the, the, the right thing to do is to try to eat in front of the person. And if that's not possible, you try to even eat it before the following evening. It's going to get eight tonight. Okay. Then you're not so rude and inconsiderate. Okay. But anyways, how are you holding up, Seamus? How, how was your week? How's life? Week was good. Um, it was it was a nice, easy, breezy week. Um, 
had a nice cruise across I-90, come out on the mass on the mass bike up, connected it to the New York Thruway, and just had a nice little calm, uneventful trip home. Got home yesterday. No, got home Thursday. Uh, put up my two flags today, just in time for Independence Day. Famous loves his flags. And his bridges. Yes, I love my bridges. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, today's just been, I, I got my, I got my 16-year-old son with me this weekend, and we're just kind of chilling. Excellent. Sounds like a re- nice, relax, maxo relaxo weekend for you and the boy. Gonna be firing up the grill here after the show and cooking up some hamburgers for Chow. You're gonna make hamburgers and not cheeseburgers? We're going to add cheese to the burgers, yes. Gonna make some cheeseburgers. Yeah. That's the second it ceases being that being a hamburger is the second the cheese touches the meat, right? Baseball! Of course, baseball is back for a sixty game season. <laughs> And like I said, we did a show. We did a show detailing all of this on Wednesday, and it's going to come up within the further the, the following shows and conversation and different topics. So we don't have to get into the main details, but I'll just I'll just quickly outline them. It's a sixty game season, no expanded playoff. That means only ten playoff teams, just as we're used to. There's going to be a runner on second base to start extra innings. That's something that. You guys both surprised me on Wednesday when we had our non-show saying that you actually thought this was a great idea. And, and then Black Josh went on to say that he thought the home run derby in extra innings that Justin Turner proposed was an amazing idea. And you were totally, totally backing that, which was also a big surprise to me. Um, other things, trade deadline, I believe, is August 29th. Um, so diff- those are the different kind of details. Taxi squad, 60 players, 30-player rosters that are going to be down to 26 at some point. Um, test for COVID every other day. Full prorated pay, which is around 37% of the players' pay. No scheduled double headers. Blah, 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 blah. The point is, we got a season, and that's awesome. So the way we're going to format today's show going forward is I got a bunch of hot topics that are going on with baseball because now that baseball has been announced, there's a lot to talk about. Like, there's, there's stuff that's nearly related to the actual games that we can talk about, and that's exciting. So let's get into those. Number one, this came out, and this is exciting. Just, just the announcement of games alone, to me, is, like, enough to get me, like, goosebumps. Goosebumps, because I'm so excited about this season. And this came out a couple hours ago that... So only a few games are going to be played on July 23rd, The most, most of which are going to be that, I believe, Friday, July 24th, where most of the games are going to be played. But there's going to be a select few to kind of open the season off. And the first primetime game of the season on July 23rd is going to be the Yankees versus the Nationals. And I believe the reason MLB did this is because they're presuming that it's going to be Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer to open the season on primetime. Which was just amazing. And, you know, just reading that headline alone got me, like I said, goosebumps. I was so excited to hear this. Yankees-Nats, you know, the Yankees are the team I'm basically predicting to win this World Series. I think we're going to have a whole offseason to debate as to whether or not it counts as 28 rings for the Yankees or not. I have a feeling they're going to win it. And then you got the Nationals, the defending champions. you got Max Scherzer or Steven Strasburg, who was a postseason hero last year, going against the $324 million man, Garrett Cole, Opening night of the baseball season, 
you know it's just going to be amazing. The broadcast is going to be electric. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, Seamus, what do you think? Opening night, Nats-Yankees, July 23rd. It's less than a month away. How does that sound to you? It'll be great as long as the Yankees lose. <laughs> that's, that's the predictable answer from Seamus, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, and I don't know if it's going to be in, in D.C. or if it's going to be in New York. I imagine it's going to be in D.C. just because New York has, like, higher COVID, blah, 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 and the, the Nats are the defending champions. So it, it just, to me, it makes more sense to have it being played in D.C. Black Josh, what do you think opening night? You're going to be tuning in? Nats, Yankees. I will definitely be t- tuning in. 100%. Cole Scherzer, who got the edge? Oh man, I gotta, I gotta give it to Cole. I gotta. See not, me, and not just because he's a Yankee. Just he's a he's a great pitcher. He was great for fucking Houston, and that's just all there is to it. There, I got an interesting stat on Garrett Cole that I'm gonna read off later that might be kind of shocking, <clears throat> but I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. But yeah, of course I'll be tuning in Yankees-Nets. I'm going to be tuning into every game on the 23rd. I plan on taking off of work and watching every game that's broadcasted on the 23rd. And then, of course, I believe the Brewers will probably get pushed back to the 25th. Or, I'm sorry, the 24th. And I'll be tuning into that, of course, and probably a select few other games. I'll just be, like, stuck in the house just watching TV, just watching baseball nonstop that day. It's going to be glorious, and I can't wait for that first weekend of baseball to be back. And so, and I can't. I also can't wait for the announcements of you know the schedule alone. Like I'm, I'm just dying for the announcement of the Brewers' schedule and, and the primetime games throughout the season because every game matters right now. Every game counts, and it's going to be fucking sweet. And I'm just drooling at the thought of the schedule coming out and, and seeing the potential and being able to map out what I think is going to happen. So sixty games, fellas, right? Sixty games. Sixty games. If we get that. So if twenty nineteen was a 60-game season. If we had the same scenario in 2019, it would have been a very different look. It would have been a very different finish. It would have been a very different postseason. Everything would have been topsy-turvy. <clears throat> because. Okay, but are you, are you saying the first half of last year or the second half of last year? So if 2019 ended after 60 games, <clears throat> if it ended after 60 games, so if there was the first 60 games played, the Nationals would have missed the playoffs, of course. We know oh, this. Yeah. They would have gone... They went 27-33 and 33 in the first 60 games of last year. That's just insane. The Phillies and the Braves would have been in for a tiebreaker for the National League East because they both were at 33-27 and 27 after 60 games. The Brewers and Cubs would have been tied for the top of the NL Central at 34-26. and 26. The Brewers actually would have been... If the season would have ended, the Brewers would have had the edge over the Cubs at that point of the season. The Brewers would have been the division winners. The Rangers would have made the postseason at 32-28 and 28 and not the Athletics. And here's the Garrett Cole stat. Garrett Cole had a 3.94 ERA at the 60-game point in 2019. Wow. He was not garbage, but he was average at best. After oh. 60 games last year. That's how dominant his second half was last year. Remember he went on that streak of like 58 games, you know, with a strikeout and stuff. That was all in the second half. In his last 20 starts, he had a 167 ERA with 210 strikeouts. He wouldn't have gotten $324 million 
if the game if the season was sixty games last year. No, not even close. Ten years. No, he would have he would have been you know just like an average pitcher. They would have been like, wow, this is an average pickup for Houston. Not a huge, not a huge go. You know, not a huge get at that point if the game was or if the season was only sixty games. Christian Yelich at sixty games was hitting three twenty. 432 on base with a 722 slugging percentage. He had 22 home runs. He was he would have been the home run king, and clearly the MVP after 60 games. He still was the MVP. Although Cody Bellinger was hitting 376, that would have been the highest average in 20 years if the season would have ended since Larry Walker in '99. With all this being said, it's going to be a completely unpredictable season. Things were crazy at the 60 game point of last year, and I did my season predictions today. In preparation for today's show, I, I'm not sure that we'll get to him. But I don't know what's going to happen. Like, it's it's going to be interesting, and we'll talk about that later on. But, yeah, with everything was different. Like I said, the Rangers would have made the fucking postseason. Yeah, it would have been a lot different. The A's wouldn't have made it. You know, there's so many different things. Gary Cole was an average pitcher at 60 games. Yelich was the clear MVP, I think. But then again, Bellinger hitting 376. Maybe, maybe he's still How again. What's that? How are the Twinkies at 60 games last year? I don't have those right in front of me. I want to say they were doing halfway decent. I think the Twins still would have... I think they still would have would have won the division. Yeah, I think I think they would have. Yeah. I think they were leading most of the year last year. I think they pretty much ran away. Because the Central is kind of a top-heavy division. Anyways, next, top story. Some teams may not be playing at their home ballparks. The MLB is prepared to ask teams to move locations if coronavirus cases surge in certain areas. The MLB issued a statement on Friday saying that they are working closely closely with local governments and games will only be played in any area with approval from relevant government authorities. So far, every city has granted approval, approval to host games but only in empty stadiums, except for Texas. Texas, though they've had a surge in cases recently, they're, they're basically their own government. They, they've, they've considered the fact that they may have people in the stands at Rangers games and possibly at Astros games. Some teams have already been forced to close down spring training facilities due to positive COVID tests, such as Toronto, Houston, and Philadelphia has had five players test positive, as well as, uh, I think it's four, four people on the staff. The Blue Jays are already in an or are already in an odd spot because they've had positive tests. But also, Canada has a 14-day mandatory quarantine period for anyone who's traveling out of the country, and players are expected to report at camps on Wednesday. So if the players were to have camps for the Blue Jays in Toronto, they'd have to go there, then quarantine for 14 days, and then start a season a week later. They'd be in a really bad spot, so the, the Blue Jays have to figure out because Arizona and Florida have also had a surge in cases. They have to figure out where the hell they're going to do their training. Perhaps they do some training with another team, maybe Milwaukee, maybe Chicago, someone who's kind of, or Detroit, someone who's kind of near Toronto, perhaps. But it's, it's, up, it's up in the air at this point when it comes to the Blue Jays, what the hell they're going to do. And another thing that came out this week is the MLB's long report on, on guidelines of what they're going to do in cases of COVID. So they don't entirely have everything set in stone in terms of especially this being, so if, if a team like say the Cubs, say the Cubs get 10 people who all test positive, 
they can make a push to Rob Manfred to shut down the season. Why? Because if they have 10 starting line of players and they have to go to the taxi squad, they have an unfair disadvantage at that point in the season because they've had, you know, some of their star players all test and everybody else is doing okay. The Cubs are in a, in a really disadvantageous position. So the, the hard part is what's going to happen if there's a huge outbreak. And they're, they're expecting it to happen. This season, like you said, Josh, may not go forward. And, Every, that's, and that's the main reason why I haven't gotten as excited as I normally would. Yeah. Because there's, you just don't know if, just like you said, if, if all of a sudden all these fucking players start testing positive, boom, this fucking season's done. Right, and we've already seen it, like I've said, with several teams. You didn't even mention the Brewers. And that's the next topic I want to talk oh, about. Oh, sorry. That's, that's fine. That's fine. That's exactly what I was going to segue into next anyways. I figured. So the, the Brewers, too. So there's just about every team has probably had positive tests. The Brewers came out after all these other teams did. What if there's a bunch of other teams, too, that already have positive tests? This season hasn't even started. They haven't even reported for training yet. There's teams who have logistical problems like the Blue Jays. And then you have the Brewers. David Stearns and Rick Schlesinger, he's the president of business operations for the Brewers. They were on a Zoom conference a conference with media on Friday to talk about the upcoming season, and Stern revealed that members of the Brewers organization had tested positive, like Black Josh just alluded to. He did not indicate whether it was players or staff. Stearns went on to talk about the team and organization's safety protocols, such as intake testing, um, exams prior to taking the field, so like taking temperatures and, I don't know, checking their pupils, Um, and then the rules... On the field, such as no spitting, no high fives, no contact in any way. And I'm assuming they're still going to go ahead with the plan to have the players sitting in the crowd and not sitting in the dugouts. So there's all these other layers on top of the fact that it took them so damn long to get the season started. Just just this theoretical season on paper. It could get shut down before it even starts. Yep. But, but Rob Manfred horrible. said that he's... The plan is to push forward, even if there's positive tests, and that's where these taxi squads come in. And I'm assuming players can come in and out of the taxi squads, and there's no certain length of time that... And there's all these... I don't want to get too much into those details. If you guys want to do a show about that, we can do it Saturday. We can talk about the lengthy protocol that the MLB put in place. But I just thought that that would be bad radio. You can you can read it for yourself online. There's a lot that goes to it, and there's still a lot of holes in it, too. Because nobody knows what's going to happen and nobody's ever faced this before. They're just trying to get a season underway so they don't fracture even more so the public's perception of Major League Baseball. Yeah. It's rough right now. It doesn't... Rob Manfred can sit up there and fucking say all he wants that there will be baseball this year, but if all of a sudden all these big star players on all, you know, all these starting players on all these different teams start testing positive... This fucking season's done. Yeah. And we'll see. I mean, Wednesday is when most teams are going to report to camp. They're going to get tested. And then two days later, I mean, the Brewers are going to start training on the 4th. The 4th of July, that's when they're going to start training at Miller Park. But, I mean, if you have an intake of every team having an average of like 5 to 6 of their their starting 30, yeah, you know, testing positive, it's going to fracture the season right from the get-go. But it might be exciting. I don't know what I mean. I'm just if Eric Sogard and Christian Yelich and Omar Narvaez all test positive, it's like 
it'll still be exciting to maybe see some of these minor leaguers come up and play with the big boys. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it very, just please have a season. It very well could, but it's not. I'm, I'm telling you right now. I don't know. It's, if all if all of a sudden if every team has three players test positive, I guarantee you they shut it down. Yeah. Seamus, what do you think of all this? Well, if you guys were wondering why I wasn't so excited last Wednesday, this right here is the reason, because I had said there's still no guarantee that they're going to be able to pull this off. Right. And if, the, just like you guys have been saying, the more, the more of these scenarios that come to the surface, the more people that are, are coming up positive... You know, this is still something that agreement may be in place, scenarios may have been worked out, you know, roster size, amount of games, how many against the division, playing interleague against only the opposite division for the league. All this stuff may have been worked out, but until I, like I said on Wednesday, in the show that never was, until I actually see games being played, I'm not going to get myself all excited over this. Yeah, that's completely fair. I completely get where you're coming from. I choose to be excited, and if I get let down, that's my own. I mean, that's to my own demise. But, but I'm, I choose to get giddy. I choose to get excited about schedule announcements, about roster moves. Because now roster moves are open. The rosters are, they can do stuff. Like, they can make a trade if they want to. It's like the doors are open and all this news that's coming out, I'm getting a theoretical boner out of everything that's coming out because I'm just excited and I choose to be giddy. Seamus seems to be more cautious. Black Josh seems to be right kind of in the middle too. Like, I'm excited that there are even talks of baseball starting, but I just I can't quite get to my normal level. Yeah, you're like cautiously optimistic is kind of the, the way you're going about it. Well said, sir. Should we go to Seamus's list next, or should we keep talking ball? We'll just get Seamus's list out of the way. All right, everyone's favorite segment is Seamus's top three list. We always talk about something dealing with the the, the you know the United States highways, something roadside attractions, diners. Because Seamus has seen the entire country, and he's got a lot of knowledge, and he's got a lot of experience, and it's our favorite segment. It's our favorite thing to talk about, and I'm going to hit him with something because we did a topic Wednesday. The one we did Wednesday was. Top three favorite states to drive through. Seamus, can you just give this top three quick, and then we'll do the one today's topic afterwards? My top three states to drive through last week were Texas, South Carolina, and Maine. Yep, those. That's... And I know Maine was a big shocker for you guys. Yeah, but yeah, we got into to Maine, and it was it was a good topic. But today. The top three. I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna blindside you on this one. This is kind of a curveball, but I'm but I know you're a big music fan, and I know you'll be able to rattle off three of your favorites right off the bat because it's just it's part of who you are and it's in your blood. So for the top three list today, Seamus's top three highway cruising tunes. Oh wow! Yeah. Your favorite, your top three favorite, um, you know, you're, you're on the highway in South Carolina, Maine, or Texas, and you're just feeling feeling the good juju, it's 80 degrees, they'll get the windows down, you're feeling yourself, life is good, you're on your way back north to come home, you're just feeling real good, you just got a raise, you're listening to, 
to some songs in the truck and you're blasting them, what's the three go-to songs for Seamus? Well, the first two are, are the, the number three and number two are going to be artists. <laughs> and then I can give you my favorite road song, period. <laughs> Alright, that's that that'll that'll be fine, I guess. Um can't go wrong with anything by either the Eagles or Steely Dan. I'm with you. I'm with you on the Eagles. Yep. I'm with you on the Eagles. That's perfect. Um, the Eagles are perfect road music. For real. I definitely agree with that. My so Please sing us a segment from that song. I will not sing uh, it. I don't know that song, and we can't play it on here because of copyright issues. So we need somebody to illustrate the wonder that is. I, should, I could recite some lyrics for you. I could pull up lyrics and recite lyrics, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna torture the listeners with a song. Just give us the part that we would know. Well. Yeah. What's the What's the chorus? What's the hook? Yeah. Roll me away, won't you roll me away tonight? I'm too lost, I feel double-crossed, and I'm sick of what's wrong and what's right. We never even said a word. We just walked out and got on that bike, and we rolled, and we rolled clean out of sight. Wow. That's powerful. But the first verse, the first verse is what gets you, I mean, it gets you right out of the gate. Yeah, dude. And it's took a look down the westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own voice. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that tower on. Whoa. What does that sound mean? He puts you right away in the driver's seat. Now, he's talking about his motorcycle, but it still puts you in the driver's seat of whatever you're, you're moving down the highway. Yeah, you're moving on from... You know, not only literally, but figuratively, too. You're moving on from that love, that love or someone in your family or this certain point in your life, and you're getting on that motorcycle. And, you know, motorcycle has always been a symbol of freedom, and the highway is a symbol of freedom and getting away from your past and whatever's troubling you. So, yeah. Excellent choice. So, and and, and there, I do have certain songs reserved for certain parts of the country, and Butcher, you are aware of this. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know. Stretch. There's a stretch of interstate on I-24, Mon- Montego south Mountain. of Nashville, Tennessee. Montego Mountain. Yep, and Johnny Cash did a song about Montego Mountain, and every time I go up and down Montego Mountain, song, I listen to that song. It's a song about truckers. It's a song about truckers it on is. Montego Mountain and the and the mountain taking your soul, right? Yeah, it's it's like uh, something about your rig and trucker. I want your soul. Yes, very very well done, sir. Yeah, excellent stuff. Yeah, everyone's favorite type segment. Seamus's top three, always impressive. 
Always amazing. It doesn't matter what I blindside him with. He's got answers. He's got lists. He's got takes. So back to baseball. Oracle Park may have fans this year, people. But not in the way that you might expect. The Giants sent out a letter Thursday to season ticket holders in regards to the upcoming season. The letter regretfully announced that the fans will not be allowed in attendance for games at Oracle Park this season. Instead, season seat holders are allowed to send in photos of themselves that will be placed on cutouts that will fill <laughs> the seats. So, the, so they got a letter in the mail. They paid all this money, thousands and thousands of dollars, for their season seats this year. Uh, they, they find out that there's going to be a season and that there's potential. They're, they're probably getting their hopes up. Oh, maybe we can get to a few games this year. They get a letter in the mail from the Giants, from the Giants season seat holder, you know, club or whatever. They open it up. No, you can't, you can't go there. But, but you can send in a picture. <laughs> we'll let you do that. I bet that's a real nice consolation prize for somebody who spent their, you know, their hard-earned money on giant season seats, which are probably extremely expensive. You I mean you're at the Bay, you're at that beautiful ballpark, a team with some history, with some World Series wins. They're probably not cheap seats to get, but you can, you can send in a picture and get it placed on a on a placard, basically, which will be inserted onto a seat, and you can be at the game. What do you think, Black Josh? You want to get in on this? I think the only way that this would make any sort of fucking sense to me is if a player hits a ball and it hits these people's cutouts they get their money back like if it hits them in the face and knocks their head off of the cutout they should get their money see back. if i was a seat holder that's what i would reply with i would i would i would be sending that in. <laughs> i would be sending in suggestions like that or at least you get the ball and it gets signed something like if 100 pence is he still a giant i, I don't think he is thought he if Buster Posey hits a foul ball and it hits you in the chest, yeah, you get that ball if and it you hits, get it If it hits your cutout, you should get, like, something. Or one game's worth of tickets for it next It should be year. a contest. It should be a contest. And if it's a dinger? Yeah. And, I, oh, man, are people still going to be out at McCovey Cove in, in their kayaks trying to get home run balls, Seamus? Yeah. No, I think unless they close the dock that you know that gives you access to that. I don't know if that's like affiliated with the team or if they have like you know blockades. Well, that's open water. That's part of the bay. There is not a way to close that. Field trip. We're going to McCovey Cove, boys. We're getting some splash hits. (laughs) If any actually happen this year, they gotta happen. There's home runs all over the place. Non-season seat holders can do the same thing for a $99 fee. So if you don't... So maybe oh, maybe we take all of our geez. earnings here at the 5 Tool Podcast and we get our get a picture of our little boy on the mound behind home plate. Huh? Yawn. No, thank you. You guys are, you guys are asses. Well, I'm sorry. I can think of much better things to spend my money on than that. Name three. Vinyl. Vinyl. Got it. Vinyl. How unpredictable. Actually, vinyl, firearms, and ammo. I know I can get an amen from Black Josh on two of those. Yeah, but he doesn't like ammo. 
He just likes the firearms. I like all of it. Minus the vinyl. <laughs> oh, Black Trash. That reminds me. I was going to ask you. Oh, when we were geez. doing Seamus' top three. So his was like, you know, Highway, Roadside, Eagles, that kind of music. What's your favorite song? You're rolling in the hood. you got a blunt in hand. you got a Mickey's 40 ounce in your right hand. You're rolling oh, through the hood. gross. I'm sorry. you got an OE 40 in your other hand. you got your fucking fitted on. you got your sunglasses on. you got your best, crispiest clothes you got your jean shorts on. You got your nice Timberlands or whatever rolling. You're rolling through the hood. I wear J's. You, you wear your J's. You're rolling through the hood real slow, looking at honeys. What song are you bumping? Whatever comes on. I just throw on Pandora. And Is it, it Young Jeezy? It could be. It could very be well could be. Very well could be. A bone Thugs? Yep, there's some Bone could be bone Thugs. Thrown in there. A little Biggie? A little bit. A little Biggie. I love Biggie. Yeah. He, do they don't. It depends on what station I put on. No, I got a Tupac station. I got a Lil White station. I got Too Short. I should have known Lil White and Too Short. Um, who else do I got? I don't know a couple other ones. Too I short, remember. Great, yeah. Too Short. What? He said he hates Too Short. I said Too Short's great. I know. Love Too Short. Snoop. I got a Snoop station. He comes on quite often. Right on. Right on. You want me to keep going? No. I was just wondering. Spring training games. What? According to Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic, Major League Baseball will allow teams to schedule up to three exhibition games as part of preparation for the 2020 season. So there could potentially be up to three games for each team. Do I get to play in an exhibition training? game? No. Then I don't kill you're not fuck. on. You're not on the taxi. Then squad. I don't care. You don't care. No. Who are they gonna play? Baseball. Maybe they'll be televised. Though. Who are they gonna play? We might. We might get baseball even earlier. Who are they gonna play? Well, uh, if a team isn't near any potential opponents, it can schedule games against initial regular season opponents in days leading up to opening day. So the idea is you're gonna be playing a. Like so the Brewers could play the Cubs. The Brewers could play the Cubs. They could play the Twins. They could play the Tigers. They could play the White Sox. They could play with some team that's nearby for, you know, just some exhibition spring training games. Because that kind of answers our question that we were talking about Wednesday on the non-show that they're... Is that what we're calling it now? The, the non-show? non-show, yeah. Got it. Um, but yeah, there will be potentially some games. So a team like Seattle, who's further away from any other team than any other team, um, they'll probably just play whoever they're opening the season against. How's... how's uh... How's Seattle going to have any home games if they got no police out there? I don't know. That'd be kind of awesome. Maybe we should go to those games, too. Another field trip. Because we could definitely run on the field. Maybe they won't even have them in Seattle cause, just because they're further away from anyone than anyone. Like that's It's almost ridiculous to have a team that far away. Although I'm happy, and they're my second favorite team. Shout out Seattle Mariners. Um, yeah, maybe they'll just be out in California or you something. You fucking say that about like every team. Do you realize that? No, I've never, I don't even like baseball. <laughs> Show over. Show over. <laughs> Seamus, what do you think? Spring training games. Three. Moving on. Um, just give me base. If you're going to give me baseball, give me baseball. Don't give me no exhibition bullshit. Don't. If you're going to do it, do it. So Seamus hates spring training is what he's saying. I do hate spring training. I've never, I've never shied away from that. Spring training's the dopest. It's the only preseason that's great. 
I don't like it either. I almost never watch. I love watching single A talent play with the big boys. I think it's excellent. I think it's great. I think it's great for development. I think it's great for the fans. I think it's great for, to take a trip down and watch it. I think it's great for the players to, to intermingle. I think it's great to have that extended period of time to get ready for the season. It's good on every level. Spring training is the dopest, and I'm fully in support of three exhibition games to start the season. Well, of course, you're all about going with yes. You're the only one out of the three of us that has been able to go to spring training. Been able to. Everyone's able to. It's whether or not you choose to spend the money to go. Instead of record. Am I a bad host? No. Okay. Early season. I don't know. Are you? Is that something we need to talk about? Maybe. That's another show, though. <laughs> Hashtag save it for the show. Early season predictions. So we got a 60-game season, and just oh, as early as you get that you know, in place, of course, Vegas and Zips, they're going to be putting their odds out. So the Zips projections have the Brewers at a 31-29 and 29 season this year. Who, so, who? Zips. What the fuck is Zips? Who are these assholes? Zips, they're, they're, very, they're a company that's basically their job is to to create predictions and they, they study stats basically baseball stats well they suck at life that's where I want to get a job someday so don't please don't say that they got them at they got the they got, <laughs> they got the Brewers at 31 wins Black Josh <coughs> where do you got the Brewers this season 60 and all just kidding Come on. just kidding they're gonna win uh, they're gonna win over 40 over 40 yep I got nobody winning more than 40 games this year they're gonna win over 40 Nobody's it. Ryan Braun's gonna be the DH. Yelich is gonna fucking just murder people. <laughs> murder people. He's gonna just come out and fucking just murder pitchers. Kane's on the Kane's on the comeback. Arcia's on the comeback. It's done. They're gonna win forty. Forty and twenty. You got. Oh uh, no! I'm saying over forty. If they win more than forty, they're gonna have the best record in all of baseball. According to you and fucking Zippy Dip Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid asses. <laughs> Shave. Um, Caesar Sportsbook has the Brewers at 30 and a half wins. Oh. So even less. And that would put them at 19th in Major League Baseball, according to Caesars. Um, well, they're stupid too. That would put the Brewers at 4th in the Central. That's where Caesars has them. They got um, the Dodgers with the most wins at 37, the Yankees at 36 and a half. Minnesota and Houston at 34 and a half. Seamus, how many wins do you got the Brewers at this season? Um, 15 and 4. Incomplete season. I'll give them 35. That's a good, that's a good number. That's a, I mean, if you, if you win 35 this games... Could be enough, this could be enough to get them into the postseason. Because you got to frame it this way. I mean, if if you're winning 40 games, that's equivalent to winning like 120, which has never even been done. No, it's not. So, I, I don't know. But then again, it's 60 games, so anything can happen. I mean, some teams I'm sure yeah, have gone exactly on. Some teams I'm sure have gone on 40 and 20 tears in history. I'm sure it's happened. Look at the Brewers. Uh, the end of last season. Yeah, they won 18 of 20. I mean, you do that to end a 60-game end a season, you're... Yeah, you're winning 40, the, bud. The fun part about this, too, is if you go on a five-game skid, 
you know, that's that's equivalent to losing like twenty games in a in a hundred and sixty two game season. So you win five, it's equivalent of winning winning twenty. You lose five. I mean, your your season's fucking done if you lose five games in a row. Like you're yeah. you're you're screwed if you lose five in a row in a sixty game season. So I like I said, I put together my predictions for the season. I'll just go over well, some highlights. Um, I was really, I was just going based on faith and just like just kind of writing. No, what we want to know what you got the Brewers at. I'll tell you. Right I'll tell now. you. I just want to give you a precursor. So, like, I I was really thinking that I was going to put a bunch of surprises in here. And, like, upon reflection, there's not actually a whole bunch of surprises. So, the NL Central. I got the Brewers winning the NL Central. Winning the division at 36 and 24. I got St. Louis in second. Getting the wild card spot at 33 and 27. Then I got Cincinnati at 30 wins. Chicago tied with them at 30 wins. And Pittsburgh at 19 and 31. Wait, what? Who? Pittsburgh's the bottom of the division in 1931. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll go with that. For the National League East, I got Mets, the Mets winning. And this this goes with my prediction for the season even beforehand. I said the Mets were going to win the East. I think even more so now that pitching staff is going to dominate. They got them at 34-26, and 26, but I got them tying the Nationals at 34-26, and 26, but the Mets winning the tiebreaker. I got the Phillies in third at 33-25, and 25, Braves at 32-26, and 26, Miami at 17-33. and 33. Wow. This was the toughest division to do because all four of those top teams are really good. I got them all at over 30. It's the only division I have where four teams are above 500. The West, I got the Dodgers having the best record in baseball at 38-22. and 22. Dirty. Arizona Dirty. in second at 31 wins. Then San Diego, Colorado, San Francisco. So in the National League, I got the Brewers, Mets, Dodgers, and then St. Louis and Washington in the wild card. And I got St. Louis beating... Washington in the wild card. For the American League, Butcher has Minnesota winning the Central at 33-25 and 25 in second place. Everyone else has a losing record in the Central for me. I got Chicago at 29, Cleveland 27, KC 18, Detroit 17. For the, Nat- for the American League East, I got the Yankees winning the most in the AL at 36-24, and 24, Tampa Bay getting second at 34-26. and 26. They'll get a wild card, Toronto, Boston, Baltimore. Sheamus, I got Boston at 21-39. and 39. I got him in fourth place. For the West, I got Houston going 32-26, and 26, winning the division. Second place, I got Oakland at a breaking 500, just barely squeaking in. Then the Rangers, the Mariners. And I got Mike Trout, once again, still in the dumpster at 26-34. and 34. So for the AL, I got Minnesota, New York, Houston with Tampa Bay and Oakland in the wild card. I got Tampa Bay defeating Oakland. I got Tampa Bay going to the ALCS. I haven't decided what I'm going for the NL there. What do you guys think of that? Black Josh. My only question is, actually, I have two questions. First, I think Chicago is definitely going to take that division. You think that you think the White Sox are going to win yeah, that division? The White Sox are going to. I don't think they have enough pitching, and I feel I kind of the same way about Minnesota too. But they're going to they're going to surprise you. You don't really need to have pitching when you're fucking monsters at the plate. Minnesota's the monster at the plate. Stacked. Minnesota hit more home runs than any other team in Major League Baseball. Yeah, last, last year. year. We're not talking about last year. We're talking about this year. They, they they're still just as good. No, they're not. The only thing they this made is me... Black Josh's bold predictions. Okay, so shut up. Second question is, how many times do you think the Houston Astros hitters are going to get hit by a pitch? Not that often. Just in throughout the whole season. Teams want to win more than they want to walk batters. You're so upsetting. I'm sorry, as fun as it would be to have those guys getting beamed like crazy, it's a different game now. 
Seamus, do you think Houston yeah, is going to get beamed a lot? If this would have been a 162-game regular regular season, I think Charles players would have been plunked left and right. Yeah, every at-bat matters. But if they're only being 60 games, I, think, I don't think you're going to see it. I think Garrett Cole should hit every batter on the Houston team. He's not going to hit his own team. <laughs> I know he's he won't, but he Jared should. Cole won't do that because he was a part of that team. I mean, that's just kind of stupid. Well, he was a part of last year's team. He wasn't a part of the 17 Astros. <laughs> but still, yeah, he played with those guys. Are you okay? Stupid. Do you have the COVID? Sorry. No, I do not have one Was this from those hogs? I told a story two shows ago when you weren't with us, Seamus, that you were in, was it Wyoming? It was Wyoming. That you were stuck, you were hauling in Wyoming. I forget what you were hauling, but you, you had been driving for so long that you had to, to stop at the side of the road on this like dirt road in Wyoming for some reason you were out there. And that as you were sleeping, a horde of wild hogs surrounded your semi and you couldn't drive away. And that you were stuck in your semi for a day. With all these wild hogs surrounding you, and you you were calling for aid, and Kohler was coming to send aid, but it was taking him so long, and you were just sitting in your semi, and you lost cell phone service. <laughs> okay, now I really hope they never send me out to Wyoming. <laughs> are, there, are there even hogs in Wyoming? Dude, there's hogs all over like the central United States, and e- even out like west too. There's well, hogs. There's... Wyoming is not part of the central United States. I said, I and the West, Seamus, but of course you wouldn't be a listener, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad host. Well, I have been listening, and I'm going to say that the Rangers are going to have a better year than Oakland will. Wow. Do you, got the Ranger... prediction. Do you got the Rangers getting the wild card? Or winning the division? Say, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say the Rangers will get it over Oakland. Okay. They got Kluber, right? Right. So, Seamus, who do you got winning the Central? Which Central? National League. Well, at 35 wins, I think that I think that's a pretty good beat that the Brewers will probably take for Central at 35 wins. Yeah, that was a pretty stupid question. Okay, who do you got winning the East in the National League, Seamus? Um... Yeah, that's a good pick. That's such a tough division. I see. That's another one I worry about the pitching. And you got the Nationals and the Mets in that same division pitching out of their minds. Then you still got the Phillies who are no slouches themselves. Who you got winning the West, Seamus? NL West. I, as much as I hate to say, the it, Dodgers. I can't fight back. It's, yeah, it's the Dodgers. Who you got getting the wild card in the National League, Seamus? Wow. Bold. And silly. Good choices. I like that. Cincinnati, I don't think they're they're quite ready. But maybe they are. Maybe in a 60-game season yeah, they are. Here again, it's the, the 60 games versus 162. Definitely. Bla- or AL, who do you got winning the Central, Seamus? Twinkies. Twinkies. I've been riding the Twinkie train for 
for a while, though, Butch, and you know that. Are you talking about baseball? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who do you got? For, who do you got? Who do you got for the East, Seamus? Tampa Bay. I'm putting you down for Tampa Bay. No, I hate Tampa. Oh, I'm putting you down for Toronto. Give me Baltimore. <laughs> Come on. All right, you know what? I'm going to do it just because what if that happens? All right, who do you got for the West? Strohs. Okay. Who do you got for the second wild card spot in the AL, Seamus? You got Texas, and who else you got? Alright, we're just getting these down because we got to get them locked in and then they're religion after this. Black Josh, who do you got for the National League Central? Duh. Who do you got for the National League East? Uh, I'm going to give it to the Mets. I love that. That's so nice of you to do that for the poor Mets. I'm with you on that. Who do you got for the National League West? Duh. The who do you got for the wild cards? St. Louis and uh, St. Louis and yeah, Washington. Yeah. But Washington's gonna beat St. Louis. Oh, you got the same as me, yeah. Who do you got for the AL Central? Chicago. Oh, that's right, I got you for that. AL East? Yankees. Yankees. Who do you got for the West? Uh Angels. Ha! I got him in the dumpster. I know you do. Who you got for the wild cards? Oh, fucking. Twinkies and, uh... Sure, Tampa Bay. Sure. Alright. I got, I got the Red Sox finishing dead last in all of baseball. Wow. Bold. <laughs> Who you got winning the series? Oh, man. <sighs> Yankees. Seamus, are you ready to make your World Series prediction? If it happens? Are you going Baltimore all no, the way? I am. Huh? No, I am not. I am not ready to make that one. I'll put you down for Baltimore all the way. Fine. I'm not saying who I got, but it's probably the Yankees. You already said it. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Not officially. You officially said it on the show. I didn't it's know it's been recorded it on the show. You've never heard anything. It might get corrupted again. This might be all a moot point. You're a moot point. And this all might be a moot point because there might not be a season. Uh, that's more likely than anything else. <sighs> you know, it's pretty likely that the, the file gets corrupted and the show doesn't go on. on <coughs> if this file gets corrupted again, I'm going to corrupt you. What else do you guys want to talk about? Peanut butter and jelly. Okay. Just what kind of jelly do you go, grape? Yep. Yeah, you gotta go grape if it's with peanut butter. What do you think, Seamus? Favorite kind of jelly with peanut butter? Um, strawberry. Wow, that's bold. Strawberry's good by itself. I prefer it. Yeah, I prefer not it. with like, peanut butter. When you're doing just buttered toast from George Webb's, give me some strawberry. Yep. Or the mixed berry. The mixed berry is the fucking mixed berry is the truth. Yeah, I always do the mixed berry. Or give me raspberry. raspberry. Oh. Strawberry on its own and raspberry with the peanut 
Raspberry on my face. Oh my god. What you know I, what I mean? What did I start here? I don't know. This conversation took a fucking sharp Seamus, what else do you want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? What's what's been in your record player or your yeah, your record player? What's sitting in it right now? Right now I have Grateful Dead. Uh, at the Fillmore, February 27, 69. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I asked. I'm, not, I'm I, not sorry you asked. I hate the Grateful Dead. I'm sorry. I like them. They're all right. No, you don't. You damn hippies. I didn't know I was running a show of hippies. From now on, the card's going to say co-host slash hippie fuck card. Okay. We're getting off the rails again. Don't widen the plate. 